peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? To finish up the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, we're going to start out today in verse 31. Let's get into this. Okay, so I avoided going directly to this verse, even though I mentioned it. And to offer some context, I will actually read over verse 30 which i went over in my last video for we know him that hath said vengeance belongeth unto me i will recompense saith the lord and again the lord shall judge his people so the context is his people and the lord judging his people Verse 31, if you have a very flippant view of walking with God, if you have a very laissez-faire attitude about what God requires from the believer, you probably should commit this verse to memory. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That word fearful means terrible, impressing fear, frightful, dreadful. And notice the way this verse is conveyed. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands. It didn't just say to God of God. It said of the living God. You have to Remember the audience. And I and I keep saying that through these verses and through the book of Hebrews, any book really that you read in a Bible, you always need to remember the audience. But remember that these people sat under Sadducees and Pharisees who didn't really worship God at all. They worshiped themselves, really. This is the true and a living God. And notice the singular nature of this verse, the living God, meaning the one and only genuine article. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, but call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of affliction. This is the verse that brought me to this chapter. The thought that spun this whole thing off is me hearing people say they're woke. You hear that a lot nowadays. People talk about they're woke, how woke they are. And this verse came to mind while I was thinking about that. That word 
illuminated means enlighten, rendered light or luminous, adorned with pictures as books. So when we talk about the term and the principle of being woke, if you have not been saved, you're sadly mistaken. You're still asleep. If the Lord Jesus Christ has not lifted the veils off of your off of your eyes, you are still dead and fast asleep. Verse 33. This is again where you have to remember the audience. Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. That word gazing stock means a person at, uh, at with scorn or abhorrence, an object of curiosity or contempt. Now, again, when you remember the audience, you will realize why this is so important. Like, why were they a gazing stock? Now, sure, during this time, especially people who believed the gospel were definitely different. But Jews who believed the gospel were an outright anomaly on top of an anomaly. These people were definitely a gazing, a gazing stock. So again, like I said, remember the audience. Verse 34, for ye had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Now, several things. The writer talks about bonds and the reason you, you keep hearing me reference the writer in most of in all of Paul's apostles, he always started letting you know that this was done, spoken, spoken, written or orated by him, Paul. Many believe that that this book was written by Paul. I can believe that myself, mainly because of the the wisdom and the knowledge of the Old Testament. Paul was a very learned man when it comes to the Old Testament, more learned, arguably, than any of the other apostles. So in my opinion, it would make sense that he would be the one that God used to pen this book. And to me, and this is not something I would argue with a person over. I'm, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case. Like I said, this is not an issue of, of, of debate, really. But I think in verse 34, we have a context clue. Paul was always talking about being in bonds. He talked about it a lot. And the language of the book of Hebrews is reminiscent of the way Paul conveyed thoughts. For ye had compassion of me and my bonds and took, listen to this, joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. And I wrote a note next to that verse. They didn't let earthly damage restrict their heavenly 
vision. They were so focused on what God had in store for them. What happened to the things that they had on this earth didn't bother them. Verse 35, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And he's talking about their confidence in God. That word recompense means to compensate, to make re, uh, return or an equivalent for anything given, done or suffered. Verse 36, for ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. And remember what was said in verse 23. Let's go back to it. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And this is something that these people, especially in this book, rested on, or it appears so. In verse 37, is that one? Yeah, verse 37. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. You see, here's the thing about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. To us, it seems like so long, thousands of, thousands of years have passed since the death, burial, and resurrection and all the prophecies of the book of the Revelation. And it's been so long. What seems like a long time in the grand scheme of eternity is really infinitesimal. The Bible declares in the book of James that our life is as a vapor that appears and vanishes away. Things are a lot quicker than you think. Verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And remember, in this very book, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe first that he is and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Without faith, you can't even please God. Verse 39, here's the kicker. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. That word perdition means entire loss or ruin, utter destruction, the utter loss of the soul or of final happiness in a future state, future misery or eternal death. So the writer is saying, we are not like them that draw back unto perdition. That's not a concern. But be mindful. The just shall live by faith. If you're going to live for God, you've got to determine in your heart that God is who you trust. 
when I was watching the interview with um the Joe Rogan interview with Kanye West, he made a a statement, a very bold and resounding statement that I actually like. It's like I said before, Kanye West is one of those people that says a lot of things. Sometimes he just goes off the deep end, but every now and again, he'll drop a nugget, a huge nugget. And Kanye said something that was so strong and so powerful in the way he said it. He said, let me see. I'm going to see if I can pull up the audio. Excuse me if my video starts to lag. I'm going to try to pull up this audio and see if I can play it. Because I don't know if I could say it quite how he did. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Oh man, I'm probably not going to be able to. Let me do this. I'm doing this live and direct. I'm going to send the video to myself. Technology. You got to love it. All right. So I'm going to try to send the video to myself and then play it on my computer if I still have the video. Oh, yeah, I do. All right. Let's see how long it takes to get to myself. But what he said, and this is the reason why I don't want to I don't want to say it myself because Kanye West said this in such a way and the, the inflection of his voice You've got to catch this, but it definitely goes along with the fact that the just shall live by faith. And it's that's that in and of itself. If people could grasp how heavy and how weighty that is, what Kanye West said, I don't know if this is going to come through. Anyway, I'm going to tell you what he said. He said. He, he, he pretty much said he doesn't live off of fear. But he said there's one he does fear. He fears God. And he said because he fears God, he doesn't fear anything else. The way he said it, if you've not seen that clip and that in the Joe Rogan podcast of him saying that, I would definitely highly admonish you. Go check that out because it's powerful. What he said extremely true the just shall live by faith but if any man draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him and what's so impactful and so important about that is when you think about the theme in this chapter the lord jesus christ is so much better Then that sacrifice in the Old Testament that he only had to die once for all and pay the price for all. I don't know about you, but that's definitely something to be happy about. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people. Okay, so I had to come back and add this to the end of the video for those who will stick through. 
because I wanted you to hear Kanye West's comments. This is from the Joe Rogan podcast. Definitely, this comment at least is definitely worth a listen. Check it out. When you remove, like even in the schools, you remove prayer, you remove God, you remove the fear of God, you create the possibility of the fear of everything else. But watch this. If you instill the fear of God, you eliminate the fear of anything else. Mm. And it's not that I am fearless. I am definitely shaking and in so much fear of my father. I fear God and I don't fear nothing else.